Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello. And welcome to Gays on Film. This podcast is where we, a pair of gays, talk about what we're watching. I'm Declan. And I'm Ned. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about Saw X, 10, whatever. Depends if you speak Latin I don't or not. care, it's just good to be back. It's good to be back. We haven't recorded in a while. Well, we did have one of those, like, off weeks, and then you got ill. We haven't recorded since before Valencia. Oh, Actually, we did record one. But Jurassic Park, and it failed. Yeah, the yeah. file corrupted, so we couldn't release it. No. And it was really sad, because it was a good episode. It was good, yeah. So, sorry about that, listeners, but we're back today. As always, we'll be talking spoilers throughout, so do proceed with caution. Now, this is going to be uh, what else have we been watching segment for the ages. So, Ned... No, might as well do a full episode. I'd love to know what you've since been watching since we last recorded uh some of these i've watched with you so i can comment well well. i'll go through the ones i haven't watched with you first okay oh yes do them and then we can do the ones together and then we can do the ones i've watched on my own okay that's a nice plan yeah okay so sorry listeners as well i've got a cold which you can probably already tell you're on the tail end of it now i know but still sound like this like this. Um, so this week, uh, for those of you who celebrate Happy Mean Girls Day, huh? I watched Mean Girls on October 3rd. I have got a plan one year that we should do an episode that comes out on October 3rd, which is Mean Girls. It's funny, I suggested that last year, but uh, I don't think... Is that after keen. we watched it? I'm not that big of a fan. I don't know, um, but I, yeah... That is not an, a new idea, but one that I would fully support if it ever makes it into your scheduling plans. Okay. Um, 2026 or something, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I like it. I like Mean Girls. It never offends me. And it's funny. I've got some Mean Girls news, actually. You oh, know, there's you? a Mean Girls musical yeah. on, the, on Broadway or the West End or both. One of them. Well, they've done a film adaptation. Okay. And it was meant to go straight to streaming, but apparently it's getting a cinema release. Is that not Legally Blonde? Mm, no. Oh, okay, cool. I swear. No, you've made me question myself now. I have a sneaking feeling that's Legally Blonde. Oh, I'm going to have to find out. I'm going to have to find so out. So while you find that, on our Hungover Sunday last weekend, happy birthday, Jani, by the way, because I think this episode will be out by then, not that you'll listen. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we watched Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh no, you didn't. You slept. I watched Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I was ill, by yeah, the way. Yeah, but I watched that with um, loyal listener, fan of the podcast, and dear friend Josh. Um, 
I can't believe I've never watched it before. Sorry, it is Go Mean on. Girls. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, good. Out in January. Very nice. Excellent news. Anyway, go on. Can't believe I've never watched Mr. and Mrs. Smith before. Have you not? No. I told you and Josh didn't know it was always the film that my grandma was like, that's when he left her. <laughs> that's when he left Jen. They fell in love. I mean, they did meet on that film. Yeah. And that was the start of it all. Yeah. The way It's just the way my grandma used to speak of it is you think Jennifer Aniston was a grand, was a daughter. Oh, bless. So, yeah. Um, yeah, really enjoyed that one, actually. Um, don't have anything else to say on that. Had a little bit of a welcome to autumn slash spooky season Scooby-Doo fest. Uh, the scariest of scary things. Well, it's like fun, isn't it? How Throwback. long are these three films that you watched in They're one They're like night? an hour and ten each, hour and fifteen. Oh, like you left me for so long. Yeah. So I watched Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost, Scooby-Doo, Zombie Island, and Scooby-Doo, The Cyber Chase. Um, and remembered back to being a... I don't think I'd have seen any of them. Really? The only Scooby-Doo films I've ever watched are the... The live-action ones? Yeah. Ah, you're missing out. And there was that new one the other year called Scoob. Oh, I think that's... Is that on the list? No, I don't think so. We're just watching the, like, Nostalgia Factor ones, to be honest. How old are these ones? Early noughties, late nineties. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Old. No, maybe I should watch what I mean they would be very very low on my list well they don't take lie. long to watch no but even an hour and ten minutes I'm no. like there's plenty else I could watch in that time yeah Um. well that's it for everything I watched without you well not technically because the last one I fell asleep during oh I wasn't I only put that in brackets on the notes I wasn't sure if we're doing an episode no because I'm not going to have a chance to see it I don't oh, think oh no so we watched the creator at the cinema we actually had plans to watch it on the friday evening and then went to cine world and it happened to be the secret showing we did yes um just a bit not anno- bit annoying cine world don't do secret showings of films you can book tickets for yeah because guaranteed we've already booked a ticket yes <sighs> anyway um i think that it is like top-notch sci-fi in my opinion. A lot of people are liking and it. It's just not doing very well. I am disappointed that you've not been able to see it. and <laughs> probably won't until well, I enjoyed the streaming. first half hour. Yeah. It's really, really good. A lot of people saying John David Washington isn't that great, though. Is he the main one? Yeah. Yeah, he's not, like, the standout Yeah, but to be Denzel Washington's film. son. And then... So? Well, he's a classic... Yeah. Actor for the ages. Yeah. Well, not people saying he's not quite living up to his father's. Well, I feel like that's unfair to put him into other people's shoes. Like, let him find his own feet. Okay. Um, but really great film. Would recommend. I didn't even give it a star it. rating because I thought you didn't I watch can't enough really of it. You no. can't really rate it, can you? First I gave it five. For five. Reference. Really? I think so. Yeah. Wow. Maybe four and a half, but I'm pretty sure five. Um. It's, yeah. Cool. Yeah. What next? Pick them. Pick them. Should we go with TV first? Yeah. Juice. Oh, this was fun. So I this came about to me by Russell T Davis posting about it on Instagram. And you know, like when you start when you see one person mention it, and then you start seeing it on iPlayer adverts. I thought I'm gonna read, you know. Yeah. So it's 
created by Mawan Rizwan. Yeah. Um, and it's based off his Edinburgh Fringe show from 2018. Um, it, it, it's his character as he kind of navigates life, relationships. His boyfriend is Russell Tovey, but he's got commitment issues. Um, the visuals are really cool. Like, some of the... Like, even just the little bits, like when a character's on the phone, they're not just on the phone. They're in the same room together. They're next to each other. Yeah. Um, and I found it very funny... I think I found it extra funny with the fact that he worked in a marketing agency because yeah, I wouldn't say the agencies I've worked in are quite like that, but I get the vibe. You could relate. I could relate, yeah. and it was making me giggle. I thought it was really nice. And then, like, not going to dish out loads of spoilers, but it gets really quite heartfelt in, I think, episode four or five. And it's only six episodes. And, and some of them are only... Well, some of them aren't even yeah. that. They're like 20, 21, 22 minutes. Brilliant. Which I can't tell you the last time Ned and I actually sat and watched a show to get that quite quickly. Yeah. Um, it's taking us ages to get through sex education. Yeah, we're halfway. And yeah. it's been out for, what, two weeks? God. Um, but yeah, and it also stars his real-life mum and his real-life brother, which I Aww, thought was quite sweet as that's well. That's nice. So yeah, he was on Jonathan Ross last week, actually, looking very sexy. Uh, Jonathan Ross or... Not Jonathan Ross, Graham, Graham Norton. Norton. I was going to say, I got confused with my gaze, but Jonathan Ross isn't gay. No. Um, but yeah, would recommend BBC iPlayer, check it out. Nice easy watch, nice and funny. Yeah. Classic British TV, really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, which is no one will save you. The alien one. The alien one. Yeah. No one will save you. What can people watch that on? Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Yeah. It is a film with Caitlin Diva. Is that her name? Yeah. She's the one from Booksmart. Yeah. And from that rom com whose name I can't remember. She was also in had... the Dear Evan Hansen film, which was wasn't she? very good, but. The rom-com was George Clooney and... Oh, uh, something Julia in Paradise. Roberts. Lost in Paradise. Lost in Paradise, sounds yeah. about right. Yeah. Um, it has one line in the whole film. I think it has more than that, but it's very... Not quite. Not Well, someone said seven lines of dialogue, but I think it depends how you... Well, to me... It depends how you... Dialogue what you, implies a conversation. Well, exactly one. what your definition of a line yeah. of dialogue is not. <gasps> yeah. <gasps> so noises don't count, which could get a bit gim- gimmicky at times. But I, I don't think it does. I think it I does think it quite it effectively. I think it was done really, really well um, because it was about um, a what do you call them? Like a social outcast in a yeah. town in America. It was like a standard home invasion film with yeah. aliens, but it had. It unravels to have a story behind why she's on her own. Yeah. And I think you can watch it and it's not one of those films where you have to really, really pay attention. So if you think, hmm, I'd be interested in a film where there's only one line of dialogue, um, but I need to be in the mood to watch it. I don't think you need to wait for that. I think just put it on when you fancy watching a film and it's quite good, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what Past else did lives. we watch? Past Lives was really, really nice. I actually think it's up there with one of my films of the year. Is it a directorial debut? Yeah, it was. A very bold 
confident directorial debut yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, it was so like lived in and you know, if you're ever in one of these so basically the premise is that this the main character emigrates from Korea. Korea. To Canada and to then Canada to the US. and then to New York and she kind of leaves behind this childhood crush that she never sees again. Yeah. Goes on a life, marries an American guy, but then he comes back into her life and it's all about kind of the experiences that you share with people throughout your life that can not necessarily come back to haunt you, but like what do those experiences mean to you if years later you end up reconnecting? Yeah. And like how you're a different person and who you are and what. And it's just a film that really kind of sits with you with that. Mm. You know, it's, sometimes I'll just be laid in bed and I'll be thinking about, oh, do you remember that random time in, in sixth form when I had this friend, which is what now, like getting on 12, 13 years ago. Yeah. And like how I would interact with that person now. I always and think about stuff like that. So do I. And it really tapped into that, that kind of level of nostalgia. Mm. Um, and I thought Greta Lee, who plays the lead in this, was fantastic. Oh, yeah, she's brilliant. Um, she's been, like, in... I've seen her in the morning show. Um, and I don't know what else. But anyway, and she plays a really, really different character. She's, like, a bitchy TV exec in that. But this was a lot more kind of understated. Mm. Um, and I just think she's great. I, I really think she should... I don't want to say award season might be calling, but it might be. So, oh, bold um, claims, Mr. Williams. Yeah, um, and yeah, we saw it at our local independent cinema, didn't? Did we? Yeah, Hyde Park. No, did we see it at Hyde Park. I'm not sure. I can't. No, we didn't. We've only been to Hyde Park twice, and it wasn't that. The next one we did. <laughs> Strange way of life. The uh, that was the one we saw at Hyde Park. Yeah, we did the short film by Pedro, Pedro Almodovar, um, who is a director who I've always kind of known, but not really been. You know, there's some real first one I saw. Some real Pedro fans was Parallel there. Mothers. Same. And this being the second one I saw, I could absolutely add his filmography to my watch list and quite contently make my way through them all I think I really like his style I like his style and I like his use of colour yes it's got a real distinct palette like yeah. almost like a how really Wes Anderson eye. has I also think Pedro Moldova has yeah and this was kind of marketed as his brought back mounted kind of story yeah it's a short film it is a short film um and it was interesting because we went to a screening that had a Q&A after, which was quite nice to get some of the context of some of the creative decisions. It was really funny because when the presenter asked him the first question, he literally spoke for, I would say, 10 minutes. And I thought, is she literally being paid to ask one question to start the conversation? And, then and he he's just going to go for another hour. Um, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, it's screened at Toronto Film Festival. Um, and... I find it really hard to judge short films from a critical star rating perspective. Didn't think it was perfect. Why? I don't know. I just think, oh, you just, I just find the pace of them a bit like, it's like seeing one episode of a television show. Even though the story's finished, I just find them a bit odd. Do you remember when we went to that short film festival screening at Leeds Film Festival last year? Yeah. Even then I was like, oh, oh right, it's done. 
I think it's a particular type of skill to be able to tell a full story in what is effectively one episode. But I also quite like the expectation with short film that you have to like really quite quickly suspend disbelief and just let yourself get into it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was good. Yeah. Yeah. I um, want to talk about a double feature we did when we had a couple of friends staying. David and Josh, hello, if you're listening. So we started with The Boogeyman, which came out oh, in cinemas earlier this year, but scary. we got it on digital. It was scary. And it was quite like... Nothing about it was particularly, this is so new, this is whatever. I know. But I don't know if it was the way it played with sound or the way it played with light. I think it was the way it played it with darkness. Bloody scary. And I know a horror film is scary when I've been thinking about it. And last it night was... I couldn't sleep and I went and got a drink at five o'clock in the morning. Oh, and I shit you not, scary. two weeks later I was still thinking about the boogeyman. Honestly, so... it was the type of film that... If you are quite accustomed to watching horror, isn't particularly like groundbreakingly scary to watch, but I can't help think about it all the time, and it makes things not like all the time, obviously, but not when it's all dark, the time, but when it's dark, I keep like thinking, it, it returns like, gonna, to me, and it is scary. About the boogeyman when the lights are. I, I don't thought, know if I, I ever thought, will. Fucking hell, the nights are drawing in. It's getting dark at mm. bloody six o'clock now. It's not as if we're in the summer yeah. and we can, like... I don't know if I ever will, because sometimes I still think about paranormal activity and that scares me. Oh, and sometimes I saw that I when do. I was yeah. 15. There was a sequence in that where the kitchen doors all fly open in the middle yeah. of the day, and I always think, what if you were in your house on your own? Because mm, the middle of the day is supposed to be a safe space. Yeah. Bad things only happen at night. Nope. So, yeah. Yes. I would recommend it for any horror buffs out there so yeah then, definitely a good fun watch cancel actually. it out we, we needed a comedy <laughs> so we watched joyride which <gasps> is adele Lim's film from this year which also had a cinema release but is now on streaming and i shit you not this is one of the funniest films i've seen in a while and i am loving the return of like comedy to hollywood it was with this and no hard so, feelings i've had quite so a good funny. time with comedy recently yeah there was a sequence in this where she describes a oral sex technique that had me in stitches. <laughs> um, I won't say anymore. It basically follows like a random group of friends. Yeah. Um, I don't know how else to say. Um, so the what it made me think of, and this comparison is deeply offensive because. Oh God. Um, it's far better than this makes it sound. But it was like somebody took The Hangover, made it not offensive, yes. and ten times funnier. Yeah. With women. With women. Asian-American women. Yeah. Just fantastic. And there is actually some points that are quite... Um, emotional. Yeah, definitely. Got, it, this mind all brain of them with have this cold cannot work. Depth. Characters yeah. have depth in this one. And, oh, just, yeah. There's a really, couple really of bits good. where it lulls, but I think it ta- takes a bit of time it does to it spend on, purpose, on the I think, plot though. rather than being yeah. funny. It's like, right, let's stop being funny for a bit. Um, yeah. And there's a really, there's quite... It just a, gives you a break from your cheeks hurting. <laughs> there's a funny bit where they pretend to be a K-pop band. And I read about <laughs> how they came up with that in Empire magazine, about how... They pretty much made it up 
and then when the director saw them doing it, it was like, we have to use this song and yeah. to write it. And luckily they got signed off by the artist. I won't say any more. Um, but it was great. And it's it was in the trailer of the song. Was it? Yeah. It's WAP. It's WAP. WAP. Yes. Um, so yeah, that was another good one. Now, to stay on, go back to horror. So as we've watched, we watched Host in the last 12 months which for those of you who are unfamiliar was a lockdown horror film where they did a zoom seance terrifying really right? scary the director of that rob savage has now gone a bit more mainstream and done the boogeyman and i was listening to an interview and he wants to do some more boogeyman and mm. it, he can translate the horror he's done to kind of more blockbustery hollywood kind of stuff but he also did a follow-up to horse called dash cam which is all filmed as you would probably guess on a dash cam. I watched this on my own and it was quite scary as well. <laughs> um, a bit silly, but it, the, yeah, it was quite, it mm. was quite scary. It's got the worst protagonist in it ever. But like from a quality perspective, no, or from no a, she's like, she comes over character. from America in the pandemic. She won't wear a mask. She wears a MAGA oh, hat, yeah. all that kind of thing. So and she's like, supposed to be it, the worst. She is meant to be the worst, but sometimes it's like, why did you even, it didn't need to have an asshole um, like that in it. Okay. I, I, well, I've gone forwards and backwards on it, but right. I would recommend. And that one's only about 80 minutes. And I was like 80 minutes of scare. Right. So yeah. you watched that on your own. I did. Whilst I was ill in bed. Something about when I get ill, I like horror films. Maybe it's to feel something. <laughs> um, but yes. And I also, I want to wrap this section up because as we we did say, it would be a long one. Mm. Um, but I've finished Ahsoka, have you? No, I've still got two episodes left. Um, I quite enjoyed it. I would probably say... Mm, if we're going Star Wars... Live action on Disney Plus, Andor was my favourite. And then parts of Mandalorian and parts of Ahsoka have probably been, like, tied. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's a really cool character, and I think she's really well done. Um, but I do think it's a little bit inaccessible for people who haven't watched Star Wars Rebels, the animated show. Well, I haven't watched it, I haven't, and I don't I find it inaccessible. Well, there's some references in the finale where people are, like, losing their mind, and they all went straight over my head. But I think we're starting to see Dave Filoni moving towards his Star Wars film that he's doing, right. which is going to... It's going to tie going all to of tie the TV shows all, together, all, like, isn't it? Mandalorian, yeah. Ahsoka. Yeah. Boba Fett. Maybe. Although they kind of ignore that Boba Fett ever happened. Mm. Um, so there's that. And I also finished Only in the Mur- Only in the Murders. Only Murders in the Building Season 3. I don't really know why I watch this show, to be honest, because I don't really enjoy it. But I get, like, six episodes in, and I'm like, well, it's only ten. I need to finish it now. I don't really think it's that good. I think I'm checked out. It has been renewed for a season four, but I think I'm done. I don't get what everyone loves about it. I don't really. I don't know why I watch it. People still recommend it to me, and I'm like, I watched season one. I think if you don't like them... Steve Martin and the other guy. Well, I've seen them in other stuff. I know, but their tone can be a bit grating sometimes. I and don't it, it think can I be like a bit one note. Any of the characters oh, in God. it. I mean, Meryl Streep was good in this season. And Paul Rudd was. And Meryl Streep. Steep. Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep can do no wrong, so. Yeah. So that's a quick, well, not so quick whirlwind on what we've been watching. What's in the news? Well, we might oh. actually have some more decent news coming out soon. <sighs> because the writer's strike is over. 
and it looks like SAG might be next within the next week as well. So, after 140-odd days, um, the strike is over. That's almost four times Liz Truss's premiership. It went on for a while, the right strike, <laughs> to be fair. It really did. Um, so, And they seem pretty happy with the new deal, which includes gains in compensation, a new requirement of minimum staff levels in TV writers' rooms, improved payment terms... Um, protection and most importantly protections from the use of artificial intelligence or yes. AI so AI can't write or rewrite literary material and AI generated material will not be considered source material meaning that AI genera- generated material can't be used to determine a writer's credit or separated rights basically you can't put a what's the thing credit on anything written by AI why would you well, the studios were saying they could. Oh, okay. A writer can choose to use AI when performing writing services if the company consents and provided that the writer follows applicable company po- policies. Blah blah blah. Um, so they seem quite happy with it. Um, I'm just glad at least one of the main arms of Hollywood is back in action because I can't cope with how dry of a news few months it's been. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, I want, I, I want. Um, I want casting news. I want all I this want kind of stuff. I want interviews with actors. Well, yeah, like I like a director interview, but I want a yeah, it's difficult. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to, and it SAG I think have been negotiating today, which no, they were definitely go, negotiating yesterday, which was Thursday the fifth of October. Friday they have today they have. They've said they're going to go away on the weekend and they've also said they're going to reconvene on Monday, which to me means that nice. progress has been made. Yeah. Um, so thank God. Mm. Because, yeah, this this new section was starting to, to get a bit difficult. But we made it through. We did. Oh, I did also want to mention, obviously, with us being based in Leeds, um, oh, we, we did our competition with Hyde Park Picture House. House which is a local cinema, and the winner has been announced. I can't remember their name, but that's really bad of me. But hopefully they enjoy their trip to the cinema and the free goodies. Yeah. Um, so, But I did want to say that Leeds Film Festival is back in November, and the programme is launched on the 11th of October. So if you're listening to this, you can actually go to a screening where they, they, they show the programme. And like loads of trailers from the program. Um, oh, that sounds like fun. I don't know if we're free, but yeah, probably not. No one has. Um, yeah, no, we're not. Um, so, but yes, and exciting news that Yorgos Lanthimos's poor things new film, poor things, that which is getting rave reviews for his direction and Emma Stone's performance is the opening gala night, whatever they call it for Lyft. For Lyft. Yes. Exciting. So, um, get your tickets booked because we'll get to, if you go, you, we'll get to see it in November. It's not getting UK wide release till January, February time. So, yeah. yeah. And it looks really, really good. It, so. well, it looks weird as anything, but yeah. yeah. That's what I meant. Okay. So, what a time we've had and what a time those um, writers have had. They are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But now it's time to cast our minds into the future and get excited for what's coming up in the world of. TV this time. Is it TV? 
No. Or did you just not edit the script? Did I not edit it? Sorry, no, it's a film. Film. Sorry, yeah. It's time now for Trailer Trash or Treasure. What have we got this week? Well, I won't go into it too much, but we've got All of Us Strangers, which is a gay film starring Andrew Scott and Paul Mescal, also Jamie Bell and Claire Foyer in there, which is getting rave reviews from the film festival circuit. Um, it's currently sitting at 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, and it's had various different film festival premieres. I won't say any more. Apparently it's meant to be incredibly emotional, but let's just dive in. As always, the link is in the show notes if you want to pause and watch along with us. And we'll be back after the sparkles. Well, that's going to be a tearjerker, isn't it? Oh, it looks lovely. I have seen reviews of people who've seen it at film festivals and said it's you just cry the full film. I imagine I probably will. And um, it's yeah, apparently it's just a phenomenal, phenomenal film. Um, so it follows Adam, played by Andrew Scott, who has a chance encounter with his mystery neighbour Harry, played by Paul Mescal who punctures the rhythm of his everyday life. This is from Wikipedia. I was going to say, As the relationship develops between them, Adam is preoccupied with memories of the past and finds himself drawn back to the suburban town he grew up and the childhood home where his parents, played by Claire Foy and Jamie Bell, appear to be living, just as they were on the day they died 30 years before. Wow. So it's based on a novel... Um, it's the second adaptation of the novel because apparently there was a Japanese film in 1988 about it. But it just looks... I mean, it It looks beautiful. It does. I um, think it'll be really nice to see Claire Foy not playing someone really, 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 really posh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, get, it's out in the UK on the 26th of January. Um, I expect... It is a British film, so I expect it to do well at the... BAFTAs at least. What it's interesting is it's described as a romantic fantasy film. Yeah, I can get that vibe from the trailer. Um, but to me, when that Pet Shop Boys song slowed down, kicks in. Oh yeah. It's it 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 makes you feel a certain way. You already and the like trailer. You're cry. Well, yeah, and the trailer doesn't really it doesn't really give much away, but you're in. You're it, invested. It gives you enough to already care about all of the characters. Yeah. And I love to. I'm loving to watch, watching Paul Mescal's career. Like I like Andrew Scott, um, but I'm loving to see his career just go from strength to strength. And yeah. I can't wait to see what he does in Gladiator Two. Um, Definitely. So yeah, and he was great in After Sun. I mean, phenomenal in After Sun. So yeah. Um, yeah, treasure. Definitely, without a shadow of a doubt. Right. Let's. Yeah. Shall we? Yeah. Get to this week's headline feature after that epic whirlwind through everything we've seen. Um, so, yes, the thing you've all been waiting for. It's Saw X coming up after this break. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. 
Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Saw X. Saw X. Also 10. We've got a funny relationship with, well, not a funny relationship with Saw films, but Spiral, the last instalment, was the first film we saw at the cinema together. The first film we saw at the cinema together, the first film I saw at the cinema after they reopened from lockdowns, um, and the first film I have seen in the Saw universe as well. All the way through? All the way through, because I've seen like clips from the other ones. So my relationship with the films, as I have seen some of them, certainly not all of them, and I know there's a variety of quality within them from what I hear, and I can imagine they just rinsed and just put instalment after instalment out, mm. and it just got ridiculous. But I've historically found them to be quite repulsive, um, and I like to say they're kind of gore porn without any meaning. And I always used to think there must be some sickos that sit and watch this thinking, I can do that. (laughs) It always used to make me think, what would stop anyone doing it? Do you know what we've not done? What? Plot synopsis. Oh, yes. Go on. Shall I? Yeah. I wrote one. Yeah. So, diagnosed with terminal brain cancer, John Kramer seeks to change his fate through an experimental combination of treatments that promises to save his life. When it doesn't go as he expects, aided by his trusty sidekick, whose name I can't remember, he seeks to teach those involved a lesson in the value of life. Oh. No. He's got such a conscience, John Kramer, hasn't he? Well, I was oh. rather taken by how strong his sense of morality Oh my was God. To Just kill him. But, but that's my point, like... Don't torture the hell out of them. I didn't go into watching this film expecting to have any sort of relationship with any of the characters. I literally thought it was just going to be... It switches on, there's blood, gore, guts and horrible stuff for two hours, and then it switches <laughs> off. This? But I was like, oh my god. You were gosh. conflicted. No, I wasn't conflicted. <laughs> I... I think that it showed John Kramer's perspective on how he believed he was doing everything right to teach people their, like, I don't know, their sense of good and bad. Okay. What I obviously disagree with is his method. <laughs> well, actually, saying that, I did appreciate that this one did actually have some sort of plot. Yes. And he was out for revenge. That's what I mean. Um, no, he wasn't... wasn't out for revenge. What was he out for? He specifically said this isn't retribution. So what is it? I can't remember how he finished that line, but it wasn't revenge. Well, it looked the point like revenge was, to me. The point was he was giving people a choice. 
I'm moving out. Uh, <laughs> just don't get on the bad side of me. Oh, God. But no, I did think, oh, well, at least he's got a reason for what he's doing. Yeah. In his head. Yeah. Um, I thought, like, the trailer for this actually pretty much gave the full plot away. Well, not the twists and turns, but I saw all the twists and turns coming. I don't think it was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened. No, there was no jaw-dropping no, moments, like, apart from, like, like, getting over the fact that you're watching somebody saw her own leg that off. That was repulsive. Well, we'll get to the traps later, but... I did think, and I did think, oh, it's going to take a while to get to the first trap because it's going to... Because it needs, needs to, to go the story. To, go to his cancer curing facility. He needs to do all this. But I did think it was quite... From a pacing perspective, we need to see some traps to start with. And he, when he's in the hospital, spots a caretaker trying a potentially a going to steal yeah. some items from a patient who looked like they're in a coma and then he has this thought that we get to see of if he does that I'm going to put him in a trap and that trap was absolutely revolting was not disgusting. the worst you know do you sit there thinking I could do that one yeah I could have probably I could do have done that. that one I could break my fingers to stop my eyeballs being sucked out I without think. a second thought especially because I can't see it I just have to turn a dial and my finger gets snapped yeah. back I mean well, I think you'd have a second thought well but what I would try and do is just go instantly to five so they all go at once I thought that I yeah. thought well maybe do one mm. see what it's like and then just whack the rest of them up because mm. when those Especially because he had three minutes to do it. Like, I know. That guy sat there for three minutes not breaking his own fingers, where later we would literally watch someone saw her leg off and suck out loads of bone, bone marrow, marrow. In three minutes. In three minutes. There's no correlation between how difficult the challenge is and how much time he gives oh, them God, no. at all. God, no. Not at not one bit. No. It's like, yeah, just wacky five fingers. Is that all he had to do? Break yeah. all five fingers? That's all he had to do. Do you think there's a correlation between how bad their perceived crime is and how bad the trap is. Potentially, yeah. Because stealing a watch is a bit different than giving someone false hope of a cancer cure. Yeah. And taking a lot of money from them to do yeah. so. Yeah. So maybe. It's like what I don't know. If you did like if you told a white lie, I could pull my fingernails off. Yeah. I don't know why I picked that, but no. I'm just trying to pick a crime. Well, I don't really ever want to be stuck in one of John Kramer's traps, to be honest. Well, me neither. And no. I generally try not to do things that, if done to the wrong person, would put me in that situation anyway. So <laughs> I think even if I met a John Kramer in this life, I wouldn't be a target. Shall we just go to the <laughs> traps then? Because that's what most people... Well, want. I did want to ask you... Because you already mentioned it. Don't ask it. me what my favourite is. No, oh. I wanted to ask you what, like, what purpose you think like gore serves in horror. In these films, none. Like, do you think it's gore for gore's sake? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Gore porn. Even though this one, and we'll get to star ratings, but I don't mind goriness in films. I think it can be really effective, but this to me is fucking disgusting. <laughs> But what's like an effective gore? So like war films, that's effective gore. Yeah, no, Because we're seeing the realities of it. Really heightened horror where it's camp and silly. That's good, like... Good gore. 
good goal. But this is genuinely repulsive. <laughs> like, I just don't... I don't get it. I don't think... Like, I try my best to get to... And I think that those kind of films where you're thinking, I'm going here to feel squeamish. Yeah. And that's... If that's the goal, they achieve it. But I could watch... I just think, yeah, it's horrible. Mm. Um, and this is like so, so, so gory. Um, and yeah, uh, to say it was so, so gory, I thought it was quite well paced. I don't think <laughs> are those two things. Well, a yeah. Thing? Well, in my mind, obviously, I've never seen a proper saw film, not counting Spiral because that was it dog was shit. Shank. Yeah. Um, I kind of just expected it to be kind of a bit relentless and I didn't feel that this was. It kind of gave me oh, no, see, enough of a recovery break. Oh. Gave me enough of a recovery break between traps. Whose turn is it next? Yeah. Can we have a bit, can we have five minutes before yeah. we move on? And I know because there was like lines in it like, right, get his ready. I was like, oh, I'm not ready for again. this yet. <laughs> it's like, what's this horrible thing going to be? Who? is that person who he had, like, helping him. So, apparently, she's, like, his apprentice. So what I did think this did quite well is, because obviously these Saw films have been listed as, like, the 10th instalment. This is set between the first and the second film. Mm. Um, And I think it did all that well to kind of go back and, like, kind of mine stories in some of the gaps. I think if Saw wants to do some more, someone was saying, oh, they should do one between two and three, just because just like adding one on at the end to try and prolong the story rather than going back is just stupid. Like, Spiral was what? A serial killer who was like... Copycat, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like, well, he is a a class in how to write very, very lazily. Yeah. Um... That might as well have been oh, written by Oh, they're copying AI. Jigsaw. Oh, great. Right. I could have written that. Yeah. few traps. Whatever. And the traps weren't even that good in Spiral. But these were revolting. God. So. We've talked about sawing your leg off and extra- extracting bone marrow. Well, hang on. So, as Ned said in the plot, it's oh. all a con, this cancer treatment. So, the next thing he wants to do is trap all the people that conned him. Yeah. Now, there's a person before the main bit. Yeah, there's like the... So there's obviously the eyeball sucking whatever, just yeah. to get us into the mood. Um, and then there is an accomplice to the con who he gets first because he's the easiest one to find. And he's the taxi driver that drops him off at this facility where he can get his cancer treatment, supposedly. Yeah. Um, so he traps him first. I had actually forgotten that when I was writing my notes. That was not nice. I mean, it wasn't the worst one. It was a fairly brutal. I think I'd have it was a, a lot harder more time. Than doing... I expected. Yeah, I'd have a harder time doing that one than I would the one where she was dangling. Oh, I could do that one easy. Yeah. Well, not easy. I'd have done it before we we'll finished the intru- instructions. Yeah, I wouldn't have burned. No, not at all. No. Got nice anyway, tan. we'll get. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he's got two kind of small explosives 
buried into his arms with wires that he has to cut out. And he's got his hands are taped up in duct tape with just a scalpel, so which obviously like... won't cut through the wires, so he has to cut through his flesh to get the wires out. Oh, and the way the bits of skin came off with... Oh, Disgusting. that was hard. I don't think I could do that one. Yeah. And then, yeah, so then he does that separately, and then he gets him and Amanda trap all of the others that have been involved in it. Mm. The first one starts... Start how we mean to go on, pretty light, with this first one when he's got them all in the room. She has to saw her own leg off, drain blood slash bone marrow out of said leg. Out of her thigh bone. Yeah, which then goes into a thing that which weighs it down, which stops this wire cutting her head off. Yeah. Now, you know what, right? After two minutes, I'd give up. Because that final minute, if you're not on the home stretch, your if you're head's not, coming if, off. Yeah, if you're not almost so there the poor with girl the chopped a leg off. Thought that was it. Thought that was it. Couldn't get enough of shit out of a leg. So her head came off anyway. And she was only like seconds and I thought, off. I thought, I'd just cut, let it cut my head off. I'm not slicing my leg off like that. That was absolutely repulsive. I think You'd bleed I, out anyway. If I was John Kramer... Seeing how close she was to actually doing it, because like the ticker was almost there. Oh, yeah. I would have stopped it. <laughs> I'd have been like, you know what, fair play. You have done what I've asked you to. You've got a second left. Might as well give you give you the benefit of that. Um, but like, if she'd survived, I know he's like, oh, we need to get them to a hospital quick. I mean, that. Would have have to be in a very quick job to get her to the hospital. He did I know give her she had a tourniquet. For God's sake, she put it on herself. I know. Shall I tell you? I think I'll tell you. I'm going to cut a bit and say I'll tell you about my dream last night because I think it was this particular scene that has incited said dream. Oh, okay. So I woke up at 20 past five this morning, sweating, like absolutely sweating, right? Mm-hmm. I was in Ikea, I was messing about, and... In your dream. In my dream. And I was up on these things, and I fell onto, like... I was, like, on loads of, like, you know them plaggy white tables that Ikea do? Yeah. I was, like, on a load of them, and I fell, and my arm hit something sharp, like here, under my elbow. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that hurt, but didn't realise quite the damage it had done. And I was, like, bleeding out, right? And I mean, when I say there was blood, I could almost feel the blood in my dream. Like Ooh, it was that visceral dream. Next thing, my old ICT teacher from primary school comes over and said, I know who can help you. I know who can help you. You're going to be okay. Next thing, Hayley Cropper comes out of <laughs> wherever she was in Ikea from around the corner with a tourniquet, puts it in a... To stop, and my arm was up like this for what felt like ages. Like and she saved your life. And Haley Cropper saves my life for the benefit. And I know of our... how it all as I've just triggered. It. I know. So, saw did the mm-hmm. bit about this. Mm-hmm. Someone was on about because of Tory party conference about how anti-trans they are, and mm-hmm. if a character like Haley Cropper would would be introduced to Coronation Street now, it'd be a way bigger thing than it was even back then. Mm-hmm. And then we were on about, at work, how touch typing 
how we learned to touch type at primary school. So they're all the three triggers <laughs> for said dream. And I, it was horrible. It was really hot. But then Hayley Cropper did something. <laughs> she healed it really quick. Oh, she didn't her. just like stop it from bleeding. Mm. I remember at the end of the dream, I had this small little scar from on my arm. And it, it all healed up. God. So for the benefit of our international listeners, oh, Hayley Cropper yeah, course, yeah. is a character on Coronation Street. It is Coronation Street, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Was a character on Coronation Street for a lot of years. Um, and they wrote into her storyline at some point that she was actually a trans woman. Um, and... I think people got over it quite quickly, to be honest. But Nobody was asked. No, it was the saddest day on telly when her character died. I can't. Oh, did she die of cancer? Ago. She it was a cancer. long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, anyway, so that was a segue, but this was so repulsive that it triggered it did that. this. Wow. And the next challenge didn't, the next game didn't. Didn't help. Alleviate my disgust very was well. Was the next one the brain one? Yeah. Couldn't do this one. I'd accept me death. No, I couldn't do that. So this one, basically, he had three minutes. He had to cut off, cut out like a hole in his skull, extract some brain matter, dissolve it in some acid, and that chemical reaction that happened there would complete a circuit that unlocks his key and stops his trap. If he didn't do that in three minutes, these heaters came on and closed around his head. Did you notice the thing that closed around its head was that statuey-looking thing from earlier on in the film? I swear it was, like a Mexican statue thing. Well, it was very, like, Mayan. Mayan. Yeah. So, Well, I just thought, I thought, oh, he's nicked the statue. Well, I don't know. Sometimes it it takes me more than three minutes to open a can, let alone... Like, use one of them things on my own skull. Do you know what I mean? Like, and the mirror. I thought, well, that can't be... Oh. I can't look in a mirror. You know, like... when can't you can't even have do to my go... hair in No, but you know you have to go the opposite way to in the yeah. mirror. I'd have, I'd have sliced my head off, probably. No, he I had no I could have probably hope. done the brain parks. Apparently, your brain doesn't have... Doesn't have pain, pain receptors. receptors. That was a bit that was um, a plot hole that actually you've just reminded me. You know, when, I fin- when it finished, and I was like, I really enjoyed it, but there were a few plot holes in there. Why was that a plot hole? Because he was like screaming as if his brain was feeling pain, but your brain doesn't have pain receptors. Maybe he was just screaming. <laughs> Don't know. Because like it. I thought, what if he pulls the wrong part of his brain out and he just paralyzes himself? Well, then he'd get killed anyway. Well, exactly. So he'd be fine. Doesn't have. I'm saying this one didn't have very good odds. No. Um, we then move on to the younger girl, who I think he had didn't dislike too much because he did give her a bit of an easier challenge he had a soft spot for her i think <laughs> and in what world has he got a soft spot for somebody who puts a chain on her wrist and her ankle and makes her hammer them so they're broke so she falls off so she's not getting burnt by her ionizing radiation now if that's a soft spot these films are gross <laughs> well when he thought he was recovering from brain surgery yeah he went and got her a gift to give her before he left. And he used his... Um, it was in a secret location and you're supposedly not supposed to know where you've been. He noticed landmarks around, found where they'd been, went to drop this gift off and that's when the penny dropped. And I think he really liked her and was personally yeah, quite she hurt wasn't by the fact that like she was a an con accomplice. Con she was more like... There. 
Well, she was there for money because she's a drug addict. Yeah. But um, also Amanda felt a soft spot for her as well because she kept saying, like, addiction isn't, like, you don't necessarily have the same level of free will Yeah. when your motivation is addiction. Yeah. So I thought that was an interesting thing, which is why I think she got a slightly easier task. So that yeah, I could have done that. I think I could have done that one. Yeah. Um, when she went to do her wrist first, I thought stupid thing. Yeah, but it turns out. Well, it didn't matter because the radiation followed her. But exactly, it turns out if she'd have done her wrist first, she'd probably had more time to do her ankle because that's not going to follow her down, is it? Oh yeah, that's true. Um, but then it all takes a bit of a turn. So, um, earlier on in the film, he. John Kramer has met a young boy called Carlos who he helps pick, fix his bike, which I thought was quite funny because the another, bike looked like what Jigsaw yeah. rides on. Um, another point where you see the humanity of John oh Kramer. Oh my God, you've got to stop. Um, <laughs> but this young boy is going to need some serious therapy after this film because Fuck he is me. waterboarded. Yes, he is. Oh no, bloodboarded. Um, so he gets introduced and then Parker, who is... Whose boyfriend? The science Sciencey woman. Um, she... Gabriella? Gabriella. Yeah. Um, he comes and pretends like he's not in on it, but he is. They, they end up strapping Amanda and John Kramer into some traps. But then... So this is where the main twist goes. Mm. Um, so they think they've succeeded... Um, Carlos and John are getting waterboarded. I thought, how does that trap end? Do they just keep? Well, I think the point of that trap because it's designed for two people, um, and I imagine it was initially designed for people who care for each other. You either have to choose to be waterboarded, or to give yourself a break, you make the other person get waterboarded. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so do you just point, keep going and give each other breaks? just keep until someone dies. Oh, dear. Like drowning in blood. But like, um, I'd be like, right, 10 seconds for you, 10 seconds for me. Maybe a bit more, 30 probably, just so it didn't get boring. And then hope it, the run, blood runs out. Surely the blood would run out eventually. Unless it's in the cycle. How did they get out of it? I don't actually remember that. Mm. I remember when... They both lifted their head up after it. I thought, oh, God, they look, they look rough. They um, look like... What film did we see recently with so much blood in it? I don't know. Was it the Evil Dead? Oh, probably. Oh, isn't there a load of blood in the lift? There's so much blood Yeah, in they it. come down... And, and they, they look they like pushed. her afterwards, yeah. and she's just... Yeah, all yeah, you yeah. can see the whites of her eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the twists and turns, like, they get out of it, um, Gabriella and her boyfriend think that they've escaped. Um, shock, they go up to get the money back, and as they pick the money back up, it sets off a trap. Um, and one, of, they have to. Only one of them can survive, so one of them has to kill it. I mean, I thought that was a really entertaining twist, actually. Really? Yeah. Yeah. My God. I know. I'd. Really wasn't expecting to like this. Film. How this film has eighty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes is beyond me. But that's well. what I mean. Like, it's actually for all the gore, 
is actually quite a well-constructed film. It's not just gore for gore's sake in this one. Whereas I, I, and I think that's why it stands out probably against the other saws, which I haven't seen. But the result is I have seen this film and liked it for what it is. And so I might be tempted to watch a couple of the better rated other saw films probably just to see what I The think. first one's quite good. Um, I remember that one. Because I've always just had an aversion because I just thought it was gore not, for gore's sake. But... A saw film should not be designed to make you think about John Kramer's... Humanity. Moral compass. Are there... He's a sicko. Who are the baddies in this film? All of them. Mm. Not except, nice except Carlos. One, apart from Carlos, yeah. Um, it's just weird. Yeah. I think it's such a weird creative choice to have you thinking, oh. But that's why I think I like it, because it's so, like, offensively challenging. <laughs> it's not even challenging, it's just offensive. I don't, I don't, I just think it's weird. So, um, like, I thought it's an effective sort of film. It yeah. has all the gore, whatever, but I just think... I found it really funny at the end when they were all kind of leaving that house, the three of them. Um, so, John, Amanda, and the young boy, Carlos leaving the house as the sun was coming up. It was like walking off into the sunset type, type yeah, shot. Yeah, fucked up. Which just made me laugh as well. Are they aware of what they've just inflicted on those Honestly. people? Like, I think it was a really good film. Oh my God, I can't with this. Like, so, I like, there was a funny line. Amanda's quite camp. Yeah. And I liked when, was it Gabrielle said, fuck you, Amanda? Oh, fuck off, Amanda. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> You're not arguing over what the last bottle of whatever is about St. Spencer. Like, yeah. they've all just done horrible things to each other. Um, I didn't find the mystery particularly original, and I thought it was all fairly predictable. If I'm going to praise anything, I do think Tobin Bellas Kramer is quite a good actor and quite menacing. Mm, yeah. Um, although I do think Shawnee Smith as Amanda can't act for shade. And, oh, her hair was so bad in that. And the rest of the cast are just totally forgettable. But I guess... They had some very questionable accents thrown in there. Did they? I think so. Or I thought they were because their acting was bad. I just assumed their accents were fake. Yeah. I did quite like how it looped around at the end. Mm. Where earlier on in the film we see someone who said, Oh, I've been cured and shows John is scar. Oh, that the was the post-credit, post-credit scene, mid-credit it? scene, where he's like, he's got him in a trap because turns out he like, was in it. He's like, oh, where's your where's scar your gone? Scar? Um, good prosthetics. Mm. That scar, though. Yeah. So he's doing this horrible thing where it's like, it almost looks like a tickle machine with spikes um, on his belly button, which he would hate. Yes, I would. Um, uh, anything else to say? I'm done with Sarex. A poor start to 2023 spooky season for me. Oh. I hope The Exorcist Believer is better, but looking at the reviews, it's probably not going to be. What did you rate it? Two and a half. And I would probably go down to a two. Really? Yes. Ah, I've gone with a four and I'll stick with a That four. is obscene. <laughs> no, it's not. That's like 80%. I just... That is... <laughs> I can't even wrap my head around... like. I can understand some people may be liking it, but you liking this. You know what, King? You're I like nothing horror. but unpredictable, and I, I love that about you. Mm. So, yeah. Right then. 
Shall I go and get the gaydar? Is that what we're on? Is that what? Yes, that is what we're that on. Is what I've we're lost on. the script. Hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, <laughs> now, let's unsheath the gaydar. It's a wonderful piece of machinery devised by Ned's own hand. <laughs> this is apt. You've only got one hand after this film. And we use it to rank all the films and TV we discuss based on their LGBTQ plus appeal. Let's see where the gaydar ranks. Saw X. Right, I'll just get it out. When you say that, don't you think it might sound like, and this is the first time I've ever thought it, like you're undoing your flies? Maybe that's an extra I'm layer I'm just going to get joke. it out. Mm. <laughs> right, where does... It's not very gay, to be honest. Mm. Not particularly. Horror so... is always a bit camp, though. Well, it does have a couple of camp points. So, it's not the bottom of our list. Well, I wouldn't have thought so. No, it comes in um, above Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. I would agree. Below Indiana Jones and the Tale of Destiny. I'd go higher than that. Would you? What's after Indiana Jones? Jurassic Park, and this is definitely not as camp as Jurassic Park. How's Jurassic Park camp? Because it's got Laura Dern in it, screaming. Yeah, actually, I would say level pegging. In fact, I don't think we can put Jurassic Park on this list because we didn't release the episode so what's after Jurassic Park John Wick 4 which definitely is well know, yeah it's got queer because it's got queer representation so um yeah it's just camp because it's horror and gory stupid horror as well um really stupid fucking horror so should I put it above Indiana Jones I would say well only if you agree well we do have to the more we calibrate the gaydar the better it'll get <laughs> won't it <laughs> Yes. There we go. Done that. But um, there was no... Amanda gave me lesbian vibes. <laughs> Just trying to think if there's any queer character. But there's nothing in the no. plot that need. I mean, why the hell would you... Well, If you did, it'd be tokenistic here anyway. It would. It would. And that's all for this time. Um, oh, actually, before I do the full spiel, obviously, we're back. It's spooky season. Um best season of the year hoping to do a classic spooky what's our time capsule episode friday the 13th um which is out at the cinemas next week on friday the 13th 13th. um it's a shame we can't see it record it put it out but all on the same day yeah Um, exorcist believer potentially disney's haunted mansion one for the kids has gone on disney plus now so we might do that and i really 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 want to do beetlejuice this year before the sequel comes out next year i am on. so i think that's our plan and we hopefully might have a sex education season four mixed in lots lots coming your way yes and also, if you have enjoyed this podcast, this episode of Gaze on Film, and I know there's loads of new listeners, because since our competition, we've got loads more followers. I want, <laughs> I want iTunes, like Apple Podcast reviews, because we haven't had them in ages. Yes, we've please. We've got loads of star ratings on Spotify. I don't care about Spotify. I want, until Spotify improve their podcast... Algorithms. Algorithm and search functionality. I want it on Apple. So, yes. Thanks. Um, But, yes, please subscribe, rate, and comment on your podcasting platform of choice. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We are at Gaze on Film Pod. And check out our letterboxed accounts, links of which are in the show notes. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Well, I actually couldn't care less on this. No, I actually would love to hear your thoughts, just in general, to be honest. 
about anything or about I made a note. I made a note and it was to remind me to ask listeners. Um, Oh, yeah, because I'm tempted to watch the best rated Saws, if you could drop us a message and just let me know which one's your favourite so I know where to start, that'd be nice. If Saw goes on your franchise watch list. Oh, I'm not watching them all, no. Just the best ones as recommended by our listeners. Saw 3D at one point. Oh, God. Uh, Yeah. But anyway, drop Ned a message. I couldn't care less um, about this one. Um, I have been Declan. And I have been Ned. And this has been Gators on Film. Thanks for listening. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.